Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined by the beat reporters Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, so JT, it would seem that we now know where Wits End is uh, for Craig Berube because the chief has officially reached the uh, the city limits of Wits End. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we need like a a head exploding meter just to just to see when when it's gonna it's gonna happen uh he came uh pretty close in uh new york with the uh advice he gave to jordan biddington you know about the, uh, just just stop the puck just play goal but uh yeah last night uh maybe a, a new low or new high depending on how you look at it and questioning the attitude of the team uh as they approach uh, approach a game, and I don't blame him. I mean, the, the 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 same the same problems seem to be occurring over and over again. And I think uh, you know things can change. We always in the back of our heads. I think we have 2019 when they were what last place on January 1st, but it really looks like this is the team, and it this is a team that's just not very good. They they just at the end of the day. They just can't play defense, and mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't seem like uh, uh, that's going to change. I thought Robert Thomas was very interesting last night. He basically said, you know, same same stuff, different day, and uh, they can't seem to figure out how to how to fix this thing. Yeah, and Ruby can't even call guys out because he, he, it's everybody. It's not like oh, and you know, who's you know, other than when he got on Bennington on the road trip. Other than that, it's it is a team wide. Uh, thing and um, you know while Ryan O'Reilly will we, uh, we'll point it all to himself, it's everybody. I mean, there are very few guys on this team that you could say have have had. I don't think there's anybody you could say has had a consistently good season. And you you know, Josh Levo is a shining example. You know, he's I mean, he's playing well, but he's obviously you know when when Josh Levo is one of the most effective guys you have, that that's an indictment of you know 19 other guys and. It's tough. And right now they've got, you know, with injuries, whenever they got 20 guys on the roster right now. So, I mean, they can make some moves along the fringes, but, uh, you know, I don't know that they can make a big sweeping gesture uh, right now. Well, JT, uh, it, you know, those teams are sort of plodding <laughs> along, obviously not even that's, that would be a, a, a compliment, but then when they, when they run into a team that's playing real well, like the jets this year, with the coaching change the Jets made, they were. It sounds like they were super happy to get rid of Paul Maurice from the comments that Mark Shifley made after they uh, stepped on Florida. Um, you know, old, old school Rick Bonus has uh, you know drilled those guys. Uh, you know, has been on those guys, and you know, boy, they're playing well. So when you have the Blues, who not not playing well, run into the Jets, are playing well with a really good goaltender and uh, Kyle Connor, uh, who loves playing against the Blues. He's hot. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's hot. Uh, Shifley threatening to score 50 goals. Um, uh, Josh Morrissey wants to be in on the Norris conversation. Man, it was just not a – it was a mismatch, JT. It was a mismatch. Yeah, it, it really was. And let's be honest about this. Really, with the exception of that playoff series, and that's it's a big exception, grant you. I mean, Winnipeg is, is – I don't know if you could say own the blues. They've done very well against the blues in, 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 in recent years. I mean, Winnipeg beating the blues in the regular season, isn't anything new. I mean, it's, it's not a newsflash, but the thing is, yeah, it did. It looked like two distinct 
different teams and you could tell, uh, you know, that, that Winnipeg was, was the better team pretty much right uh, from the get-go. Uh, but again, sometimes the game isn't that complicated. You look at that game, the blues give up a penalty kill goal. They're at close to, since they started the season, Jeffrey at uh, with uh, 11 for 11 on the PK, that was in the first five games. They're, they're giving up power play goals that almost it's in like the high forties, uh, almost 50% of their, their penalty kills are ending up in a goal for the opposition. So you give up a PK goal and then Grice gives up just a terrible goal for uh, the fourth goal. That's the ball game right there. Those, those, those two plays. And, and Hellebuck was, was sharp. He, he has a great record of below uh, two goals a game in, in like 18 games against the blues. And you, 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 you knew they weren't going to score many against Hellebuck and that, 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 that was pretty much it. Yeah, six of the last nine power plays for the opponents have have been goals, and and the, I think it was one of those which was scored right after the power play, and it's a really seven of nine, which means any penalty right now is just a bad penalty because it, it's you've now got a sixty-seven, you got a two-thirds chance that the team is going to score. That's better than any shot you know these guys are going to take during a game. So. It, committing a penalty for the loser's time is just is folly because it's going to lead to a goal. So, you know, every, every penalty now by the blues is a stupid penalty because it, it, it means a goal for the other team. Well, JT, uh, one of the things you, you know, you guys have covered is the um, you know, the, the chiefs talk about this talked about the team's uh, lack of confidence. And I think that's becomes really noticeable when this team just gives up goals in, in, in bunches, which is, certainly concerning in a, in a league where, um, you know, you're supposed to have to earn your goals. The blues have had stretches of games and over and over and over again during this uh, terrible struggle where they just get blitzed multiple goals in a relatively short period of time. And it just speaks to the fact that the group sags once the game, once things turn against them, man, it, it, it's, it goes bad and and it, and it gets real bad. And it keeps it, 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 it keeps happening. That's the thing. And, and uh, it makes me think confidence. Now, you've got all these ex-Blues that are Stanley Cup champions. you got guys like uh, Letty and Saw that won, that won Cups elsewhere. You've got All-Stars. You've got 20 goal scores. Uh, the, all these guys have, uh, not all, but many, many of these guys, they have established resumes. They've had success throughout their careers. and why is this happening now? Why? 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 It's it's like a collective because uh, it's uh, when you give up goals in bunches, when you have a, a, a confidence problem, it's, it's usually not one or two players. It's they have a collective sag, I guess as you call it. Why? Why is this happening? And uh, it, it's the it's the question that has, uh, as you joked at the start here, uh, the, you know, Baruby right out on the uh, right on on the ledge, and I, you know, uh, Tom. Uh, address this during the uh during the chat i don't know what you do right now i mean uh uh teams aren't teams aren't ready to make trades right now everybody wants to to uh, uh joe fan to to blow it up uh uh you know this we live in a, a kind of a deadline world i mean you, i'm sure jeff you 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 didn't turn in your term papers until right before the deadline right or may, maybe right after right so <laughs> i i can't see much uh 
uh, uh, much happening trade-wise. It's not like, uh, you know, Tom mentioned that they have no spares on the team right now because of injuries. And we saw Tom Sobuchnevich uh, limping through the locker room last night. It doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon, at least in a, in a game or two. And Buchnevich, by the way, to, 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 to wander here in our conversation, I think if, if pick, who's the one blues player who's maybe been the most consistent and, and it would be Buchnevich, but, uh, uh, it's yeah, it's, uh, uh, it just continues, continues to be a puzzle that, uh, that can't be solved. And you, you can't, it, I don't think any trades are imminent right now. Uh, it's not like you can bench five guys at, at, at one time. And, uh, so right now, maybe they just have to grin and bear it for a little while more. Yeah. Well, Alexei Toropchenko has got to be back. His, his uh, rehab assignment uh, uh, has to run out soon. So uh, that they'll you'll be seeing Alexei Toropchenko uh, in the next, uh, uh, maybe not this weekend, but it all depends how quickly they bring him back. Yeah. You know, and just what would it take to, to, for Doug Armstrong or Craig Ruby to think this team has figured it out? One good game is obviously not going to do it. Two good games, seven good games. They won seven in a row, and we're still where we are right now with this team. So I don't know what you would need to see from this team or what Doug Armstrong would say to think, yeah, okay, yeah, we've we've turned this around and we've solved this problem. It's going to take a lot uh, for that to happen. And there's at this point in time, there's no evidence that it's going to. No, and, you know, it's, you know, the – they're, they're going to mathematically, they're going to be able to, to stay alive, which doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really change the, the issue. The issue is this team is going to have to retool significantly. Uh, I think we've, we've reached the point where they're going to make some decisions about guys going forward. Um, that may be unpleasant for guys. There may be a couple guys thought they could stick around uh, that, that aren't. And um, it, it, there's going to be a, some wholesale change, but you know, in the meantime, because of the way the league is going right now, Colorado's got all these injuries. Uh, there are teams that are just have, have yet to, to really catch fire. Um, you know, we're going to see, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, a team at least have mathematical life, even while playing poorly. I don't, but to me, JT, that, that shouldn't convince and probably wouldn't, I don't think would convince uh, Doug Armstrong that not to do what's going to ultimately need to be done. You can't do anything now. The trade deadline's a long way away. You're capped out. Everybody's capped out, but um, just mere mathematical life doesn't really uh, change the dynamic. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's go back to uh, 1718 and the, the blues ended up uh, missing by one point. So they were right in the hunt right till the end one bounce here or there. And they're, they're in the playoffs, but Doug Armstrong decided that even if we get in the playoffs, nothing's going to happen with this team. We're not going to go anywhere. So that, that, that we had the trade deadline uh, deal that sent Paul Stastny to Winnipeg. And I, I think we're, we're in this, the same boat again, maybe something drastically changes, but uh, uh, I don't see it. And uh, it's, it's the, the overarching problem to me is the defense, but it's like a different thing uh, from night to night, from week to week. Now the goaltending's bad. I, I heard people say in, in the Rangers that uh, Bennington's performance was the worst, uh, you know, when I was on the road trip, it was the worst they'd seen from an opposing player against <laughs> the Rangers that year. Now Bennington's gone south. He had, you know, early on, even when they were losing, he was playing well. Grice is Grice. I mean, I, I, 
I, I think every start he's given up at least four goals. Maybe, maybe there was one early where he gave up just uh, just three, but uh, he he sure doesn't look like an answer. I'm not saying he's Chad Johnson, uh, <laughs> but uh, do you think about uh, bringing up Hofer maybe a little earlier than you thought? But it's uh, yeah, it's it's like bad all over. And the thing is, it, one night something is better, and uh, but then the next night it could be bad. It's it, it, if it was just one or two or three things. I, I do know this. If you could start out, wave a magic wand and 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 uh, fix the uh, penalty kill, that would be a start. But uh, I don't know. Can any of you guys block a shot? Uh, I don't know. Get out there, get in front of a puck. I don't know. It's it's amazing to think about the PK and just what it's done and and what you know what government secrets Jim Montgomery you know took with him. Uh, when he left, that all of a sudden they're, they're they they can't solve it. You know, but the Blues are five points out of the second wild card spot. You know, if they if they won both these games this weekend, they probably would be you know two or three points out. And so, oh, I got any. But um, one, I don't know about them winning two games. You know, this weekend or Sunday and Monday. But but yeah, the the numbers are going to be that they're not out of it. But you know, what would you feel about a Blues? Winnipeg playoff series, you know, would you, would you, would you like your chances going into that one? I, the, based on the two games the Blues have played against the Jets this season, no, you would not like that chance. Unless there were a lot of lucky pinballs, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's talk for a minute about uh, Jordan Bennington because once again, he's been caught acting out. Um, you know, we know he's a competitive guy and we know that he's, uh, he's uh, shown some resilience in the past, but he's also shown some ability to, or some susceptibility to go into um, a funk, which he went through last year. So now, you know, at some point, you know, he's not a kid anymore. So I, I guess, you know, I've never been particularly hard on Jordan Bennington, but you know, he's, you've been around a while now. You've played a lot of hockey. Um, yeah. Things are going well, but the whole acting out thing is uh, it's just, yeah, I can't imagine his image around the league right now is, is real good. Never mind the the performance, you know, those sorts of things happen. Um but it's how he's responding and uh, it's troublesome. I mean, he got all this money committed to him for all these years and, and, and he gets in these meltdowns and, and JT, it's getting to the point where as the chief pointed out, I mean, it's embarrassing, you know, just play hockey. Yeah. His uh, not that he seems particularly concerned about it. I, I don't think, at least that's my read. I mean, he's uh, he's not a very popular guy uh, around the league with some of these antics. Uh, I think we all saw, in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh bench, as he was uh, saying some stuff to Jason Zucker, they were all just like laughing at him. I mean, it, that's kind of what it's uh, it's it, it's come down to. And uh, yeah, you know, maybe at first it kind of fired up the uh, fired up the team. And I'm talking about you know maybe a couple three years ago, but I, I don't think I don't think that's happening anymore. And you, you just you just have to you know. Like what Ruby said, you know, do your job, stop pucks, play goaltender. And, uh, you know, it's a, it, 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 it's an issue. I, you know, he, he, he's not a guy that's gotten bigger and stronger. And I, I just wonder, you know, he, until now, Grice starting back-to-back games, he was on a pace for like 60, 62 starts. And I just wonder if they need to like play him less that he gets worn down. And when he gets worn down, he gets, he gets mentally frazzled. But uh, uh, like I said, uh, you, you watch how Hellebuck played last night and you watch how Grice played and think about how Bennington 
has been playing lately. And it's, it's like two different worlds. Yeah. If you're going to be Brad Marchand, you, you got to be Brad Marchand and you got to be, you can be a jerk on the ice, but you also have to be really good. Uh, and that's, and that's the problem that Bennington is in now. And he has always drawn motivation from that. I think last year he fell apart when he started doing that stuff. And Armstrong said, look, you may be the goalie on the Canadian Olympic team. You can't do that and be the goalie on the Canadian Olympic team. And so he, he kind of cleaned up his act and then things started falling apart on him. And so he, I think he's always drawn energy from that, from behaving that way, but he's got to find a different place to draw that from because it's, 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 it may not be working anymore. And it's a distraction to everybody else that is not helping the greater good of blues hockey. Yeah. I think you'd rather see him out there, um, you know, through good times and bad, carrying himself like, I think about a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury and, you know, he'll, he'll stop somebody uh, on a breakaway or something or, or get beat on a breakaway. Either way, if he knows the other guy and he knows everybody, you know, you, you see him kind of talking to guys, joking with guys, you know, he's, he's a hard, he's a, he's a hall of fame goaltender. He's a hall of fame competitor. He's a winner yet. He's out there. He's confident and, uh, and he, and he's cool. And, you know, he just handles himself, which you need to do. It's like, it's like if you're a closer in baseball, but you're super volatile, that's not a good combination. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's going to be hard for him to, you, you don't want, you got to let Benner be Benner, I suppose. But man, um, if this season keeps going down this, this direction, I mean, what are we going to see from this guy? I mean, um, you know, what's next? It's, it's a little worrisome because, you know, we got uh, two thirds of the season to go yet. And this thing is going a bad direction. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. Uh, Jeffrey, there are a few games left. What do we got? Like uh, 56, uh, 56 games. So uh, yeah. 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 Like, like, like uh, Tommy said, you know, it, it's great when he's uh, with these antics, if he's got a, you know, a nine twenty save percentage and, and uh, uh, a goals against of two fifty, but he's not even close to that. He's like over, uh, during this losing streak, he's like over five goals a game and it's become a quest uh, to get this 100th career victory. The Blues uh, PR staff keeps putting that note in. And at first he was going to be what they had a chance to be the fastest, didn't he Tom? And now I don't know if you ever had the chance to be the fastest, but he was going to be one of. Yeah. One well, of now the he's, he's kind of moving. The notes changed a little bit. He's like uh, going to be the 12th fastest or something. It's, <laughs> no, it's like the, the third fastest, but yeah, he's been stuck on 99 wins, career wins for a while. Yeah. And, and for anyone who thinks, you know, you know, what, what could the blues trade him? I mean, he, you know, his probably lack of popularity uh, within the league may, you know, I, other GMs are probably not saying, but we, even if you thought Jordan Bennington needs a change of scenery, I, I don't know who is going to, you know, I, I just don't see a, a, a GM that can go into the press conference and sell, you know, making that trade for Jordan Bennington at this point. I'm so he, he's, he's with the blues unless, you know, he's with the blues. That's what it comes down to. He's your goalie for a long time to come. How would you win that pro- press conference if you were the GM? How would you sell that? <laughs> hey, guys, you're going to get two or three temper tantrums a year. You're going to get some occasional tremendous quips. Uh-huh. Do I look nervous about signing him? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Bennington. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, I'm not, by the way, I'm not looking forward to my, my live chat today on, on <laughs> FTLtoday.com. Uh, this will be posted before that live chat starts. Um um, people who tune into this video before uh, I get going on that, uh, try to show some mercy and some restraint today. Cause I know it's, uh, 
I'm going to try to talk people off the ledge, but really don't have any ammunition uh, mm-hmm. as a counselor. There's really not a lot we can say other than, well, it's, <laughs> hockey's not the most important thing in life. It's probably all I can come up with at this point. Um, the uh, but the other hot topic, and you know, Craig Ruby's got a uh, an extension. He's got the uh, full throated vocal support of the GM. Uh, you know, but JT, uh, with your given your history of covering some teams that went into crapper, um, you know, and you've seen this before. It's every time a team plays like it did last night, it's difficult to um, to not think about a coaching change. I don't care how many years he's got left on his contract or how strong. And and I love the Chief, but you know, you 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 watch it over and over again. There's not. I mean at some point something has to happen, right? I mean, you can't trade the team and you can't make a, even one major trade and there's nobody in maybe not too many more uh, guys in the HL that are going to help you. I mean, it, this is really a, a horrible spot for Doug Armstrong. Yeah, it is. And we know how, we know how stubborn Doug Armstrong can be. It, it, it really seemed like he dug his heels in big time back at the start or midway through the eighth game losing streak uh, when it, when he said, you know, Doug's not going anywhere. And I told the, the team that, but it just looks like they're not responding. It just looks like they're not responding. And, and when you look, uh, you know, we referenced, I referenced just how the, we've got a lot of players that have established resumes and it just doesn't make sense that this team is playing as poorly as it is, unless they all got old at the same time. And they, they didn't, I mean, yeah. You, you just, they got a lot of 30 and 31 year olds and you just, you just don't all lose it at the same time when, when you're that age, uh, largely, even in hockey, you should, even in a game that's getting faster and faster, you should be at the, in the prime of your career. But uh, so, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, it looks like the team just isn't responding to them. And, and uh, you mentioned, uh, Paul Maurice in Winnipeg. It looked like that message had had, had gone stale. So uh, you wonder. I I I really think uh, Chief <laughs> deserves a better fate if that's what happens. But uh, that that that's hockey. And and yeah, uh, uh, unless something turns around here and and they get some any shred of consistency, you, you just have to wonder about that because it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like uh, they're listening because it's the same problems. They're making the same mistakes. And uh, it just keeps going on. Yeah. When Baruby says we're telling them and they're not doing it. I mean, then you say, like, well, it sounds like the team is not listening to the coaches. Um, and, and when it's a lot of guys and it's guys who know better, um, you know, when it's, when it's young, old, new guys, old guys with the team. Uh, I do think that we're more likely to see a change with the assistant coaches before we see us change with the head coaches um that you know the mike van ryan or craig mctavish who've been doing defensive stuff um would be in a more uh, shaky position just because of how the team's going and that would be a move you can make um but yeah i don't i don't, I don't know but it's 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 hard to see again you got to change something and that's some of the moves that are options yeah, and a guy, I, I kind of another guy. If you feel bad for the chief, you feel bad for all these guys because this, this is just we've seen this in sports over the years, and the force becomes against you. With the, when a team has gone bad, it's like this giant. It's just like you're being smothered by failure. You know, the whole team is just being you know choked out by failure. It's and it's hard to get. It's hard to turn that 
that around. And think about a guy like Steve Ott. Now, here's a guy who's fiery, um, dynamic, really, um, as a personality. And um, has had a lot of success. We had a hand in a lot of this, all the success during the good times for the Blues. But And normally he would be in an upward um, arc. But he's another guy that's just kind of, you know, caught in this. I mean, he his voice is also not being heard. I mean, I, I'm sure Steve's not biting his tongue, you know. Um, you know, he doesn't want to usurp the uh, the head coach, of course. But, you know, he's such a passionate guy. He, he can't sit idly by and, and let a lot of this stuff slide. So I, I just feel like he's another guy that's kind of caught in this thing. We're all thinking at some point, you know, Steve's going to be head coach. And, and you start thinking, well, would he get, get the old Mike Yo treatment and get to be an interim coach if push came to shove? I don't know. Are they listening to anybody? You know, to, yeah. to Tom's point, I mean, clearly uh, the messengers are all being ignored, and some of them, they're going to have to try some change up to see, to see what happens. And, you know, Steve kind of gets caught in it too. Yeah, he sure does. And, you know, uh, we're, not, we're not hearing any of the and, – and, and it has been kind of a constant chorus for at least the last couple of years. Like, boy, Steve Ott, boy, it looks like it could be his time to, to be a head coach. I mean, yeah. This this is definitely uh, uh, a career uh, roadblock uh, for for uh, him right now, and uh, you know the power play is doing okay, especially without uh, without Perron. But uh, you know he works up with the guys on the faceoffs. The faceoffs are are down this year. the The Blues normally are top ten in faceoffs, and and they're middle of, middle of the pack right now. So yeah, it's a uh, this thing, this, uh, this disease or whatever is it's, it's spreading all over the, uh, the, the, the squad right now. And everybody seems like they're kind of tainted by it. Boy, we we're, we're so gloomy today, guys. I wonder we should, uh, could we, is it possible to go back and listen to the 17, 18? Uh, I wonder if we were this gloomy, like in this, uh, excuse me, 18, 19, go back and listen to December of 18. You think we were, was it this gloomy or did we just kind of expect it? expect them to be bad we didn't expect them to be bad in 18 did we no i, I think there was optimism coming in with the with your ryan o'reilly and the new guys coming in and uh but you know i i think some of the underlying analytics were better on on that team that said you know they they had expected goals were good their their percentages were there and they just weren't getting the results but now it's hard to say in these games that you know they're playing well and not getting the results they're they're playing poorly and not getting the results i think it's you largely know, the case this season yeah, when I think back to those days, JT, how many times did we say, well, there's no reason why this team isn't winning. There should Look at this team. This team's got a lot of talent. There's no reason oh. why this team should still be losing. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, that led to the coaching change, and, and we were still saying that because it took the Chief some time to get him going. But we kept looking at that team thinking there's just no way this this team should should not be winning games. They should be scoring goals. They should be winning games. Now, you really, frankly, you look at this team, JT, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't. This is this is what you have here. This isn't a team. <laughs> but yeah, aren't we? What are we saying now? We can't believe this team is this bad. I guess that's not. Yeah. That well, I guess that's not the same. So I don't know where they go. Um, yeah, but you know, and it gets back. Jeff, you've written about it. You know, the off-season moves that Armstrong make was choosing Nick Letty over David Perron. Was that you know that you know Letty miscast in this role? Perron's presence. Uh, you know, does, does that matter? You know, did the guiding hands of David Perron and Tyler Bozak not being back, you know, lead this team to be more fragile in the, in the room, you know, what, you know, 
were there decisions made that put this team in place that just did not put together the the best possible team? Yeah, and you, you know you 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 lose Huso, who who uh, uh, you know there was a time when he was considered a, a better prospect than Bennington, and right now he's he's playing better than uh, 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 Bennington. And uh, the other thing is, if you're O'Reilly and Tarasenko and Barbashev, and you're not signed, and if you've been paying any attention at all with Armstrong. I mean, can we think of a, a mainstay player who wasn't signed at the start of his walk year that returned? I, I can't think of anybody. And whether it's subconscious or conscious, the effect that had on the team and the team chemistry. Uh, if you're O'Reilly in the, well, judging on the history, I'm not going to be back. You're, you're Barbashev. You're looking for a, a better contract. You're coming off a career year and you get nothing from the, from the team. And, you know, we guess uh, – Tarasenko uh, still wants out that that was the indication back in, in January. And uh, I mean, I'm excuse me in the off season. And then when we asked about him, when I asked him uh, after a game early this year, he didn't want to talk about it. Then like last night, we, we just wanted him to talk about the game and I guess he headed home. We, we, we had him on the uh, request for, for the team. So, so he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to talk about anything right now, but anyway, though, the, the contract situation, those three guys, and then seeing the big contracts signed by Thomas and uh, Cairo, probably not the best thing for chemistry, team chemistry. Now, but if, inevitable, if, I think. And, and, if, you know, you can't you can't pay everybody in cap world. Yeah, and and right now, if you're a UFA on this team, I, I can't see any reason why you would think you'd be coming back at this point, just because of the way this team's going, and that's the easiest move to make, and re-signing any UFA on this club, just, uh, you know, I just, I just can't see that happening. Uh, well, let me, and, uh, our buddy, Mike Harrington Buffalo noted this, that when the blues made the Ryan O'Reilly trade, you know, they asked about Kyrie, they asked about Thomas and the turn down, they got Tage Thompson right now. Tage Thompson's numbers are about the same as Thomas plus Kyrie put together. I mean, he is having such a big year that he's almost worth those two guys, uh, right now, Tage Thompson being one of the miracle stories of the NHL this season. Well, and, and we're, uh, and first of all, we're happy as heck because for, for Tajay, because he, uh, he's, he's a good kid. And, uh, turns out that he's figuring out how to use his, uh, not only is he like six foot seven, but the guys on the NHL network were showing us his stick, which was, you know, a good, good foot taller than Darren Pang, just his stick. And he's just, you know, and he's got that great shot, you know, God bless him. You know, he, he put the time in and, you know, I'm going to look, Thomas and Kyra are going to be fine. They're doing stupid things. Now they're making bad decisions. These guys are talented. Kyra may end up being minus 50 fans are going to want him traded. This guy, as this team goes forward, these guys, I think will be fine if they don't get completely poisoned by what's happening now. And uh, as long as they don't let what's happening now derail their career, because you know, they, their whole future is ahead of them. Um, it's unfortunate what's happening, but I, I, all of all this chatter right ahead of my live chat, I could think this is not going to go well today. <laughs> um, hey, last thing before we leave on the net front, we've been, uh, it's obviously not been an upbeat, uh, uh edition, <laughs> but I did want to, uh, I think I speak for everybody in the blues land, hope that things are, um, hope for the best for Alex Petrangelo and his family. Obviously he's, he's away from the, his team in, in Las Vegas, uh, there's a family medical situation, which, which must be serious. I don't, 
he wants privacy understood and but it's just bad enough where he's not with his team and we know how much alex wants to play so whatever's going on with the petrangelos i think we speak for not only everybody here but everybody in uh, the blues land and hoping for the best there the tough you always hate to see that and we're even in the we, we could take a minute away from hockey to to hope that all of our blues fans think of keep uh, keep alex and his uh, his family in their thoughts Otherwise, guys, I, I will be back next week and maybe there'll be some good news. Um, how's the holidays, the holiday cheer nears? I don't know. Any, any, anything positive to Jim Thomas? Can Jim Thomas or Tom Timmerman add anything positive to this discourse before we, uh, we check out? Go, Tommy. Um, will Bitten has surprised? I don't know. Is <laughs> Uh, of the guys who were in that uh, strange window down there, of uh, Will Will Bitten is like, you know, good at times. That's about it. That's about all I got right now. Is is, is it, you know? And they did not blow a five-one lead against the against uh, New York. They uh, they did that. They held on. Well, they, they tried to blow it, but they did. <laughs> but they, they didn't. Tried. And so that's something that is a building ah. block for this team. A four-goal lead is sufficient for the Blues. <laughs> Apparently, we but, think. I, yeah. I will say my my uh, good nugget, uh, my good holiday season nugget is the Blues did not give up three goals in a period last yeah. night. So. Yeah, there you go. I thought and, it was happening. I thought it was a lock in the second period. It's oh, 16 minutes ago. They've yeah. already given up two. I didn't see it. Oh, it could not happen, and and it did. They it did. said they said to the to the Jets not tonight, <laughs> Cal Connor. You're not getting that third goal. All right. All right. On that positive note from Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff Gordon. A uh, reminder that uh, all of our podcasts and our videos are available on our uh, stltoday.com. we got a great phone app. we got a great uh, web page. Uh, we get the electronic version of the print, uh, you know, edition on there. Of course, please support local journalism uh, with our print subscriptions, our digital subscriptions. We appreciate you folks. We're working hard. I think our sports people do as great a job as any in the country uh, especially for our size so keep supporting us we appreciate it until next time for tom for jt i'm jeff see ya